What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 160 of the show, and today I have a real treat for you guys. In this episode, I share not one, not two, not three or four, but five Spun Today writing tips. These are all lessons learned from other writers and creators that I've applied to my own writing and think the greater writing community would benefit from. So I created this compilation of writing tips from previous episodes of the Spun Today podcast, specifically episodes number 89, 93, 98, 103, and 106, all in one spot for you all to benefit from. So if you notice any recording differences or momentary sound quality inconsistencies, that's the reason why. They're literally excerpts pulled out of five different shows, or episodes rather, of this show, the Spun Today podcast. Either way, there's a lot of gems, a ton of good shit, a lot of practical advice that I've been able to apply on my writing journey, and I know and hope that you would be able to do the same. As always, links to any people or articles referenced will be in the episode notes, both in the original episodes, if you want to go back and listen to those, as well as in this compilation episode. Definitely check those out for additional details and full context. And right before we jump into those five amazing writing tips, here is a very quick way that you can help support this show. You know that feeling you get on a Monday when the weekend already feels like a distant memory and the next one feels like it's weeks away? Have no fear, my friends. The Spun Today newsletter is here. And it's here to make it so that your Mondays don't have to suck. Come on, guys. I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink it. You have to do that part on your own by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. I put together a free weekly newsletter that I send out to all of my subscribers every Monday at noon. Here's what's in it. A photo of the week so that you can take your mind off the mundane and enjoy the scenic route. A podcast of the week because I listen to dozens of podcasts every single week from a wide range of shows. And I cherry pick the very best ones and recommend them to you here. The Spun Today newsletter also includes a video of the week, which will include anything from a TED Talk, to a rap battle, to a tasty recipe that I stumbled upon, or a dope interview. A quote of the week for some food for thought. And a word of the week for my fellow wordsmiths out there to step up your vocab. So you'll be getting five things absolutely for free every Monday at noon in your inbox. If you choose to subscribe, all you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. So this episode's tip uh, comes from the newsletter of K.M. Wyland, which is a writer who I first heard on, I believe, Joanna Penn's podcast, The Creative Pen. And um, I like some of the stuff that she had to say. It seemed uh, pretty insightful, and she's somebody that's doing it for real. 
she currently has 21 books published as of the recording of this episode in both fiction and nonfiction. She has a newsletter where she asks her readers to submit questions and um, she answers them for them. And this was one that I found helpful. And the question was, how can I improve my technique on throwing rocks at a story? From love story to action adventure, elevating the conflict is something with which I have a hard time. How my characters face, grow, resolve the conflict is the entire point of the story. But how can I improve the technique of making it tougher? And Kim Wyland's response was, the third plot point, which marks the end of the second act and the beginning of the third act, in parentheses she put that it normally occurs around the 75% mark of your book, should always be the, quote, lowest moment of your characters. It's the moment where the worst possible thing happens to them. Now, this is something that was completely in sync with other advice that uh, I've heard before from Sean Coyne, which is an editor uh, with over 25 years experience. And he speaks about the all is lost moment. And like this reader and uh, writer asked uh, or pointed to, it's a, you know, whether it's a love story or adventure story, it's it's an element that you will find in most most all uh, movies or books or, or just stories in general. What Sean Coyne speaks about a lot are like obligatory scenes, uh, which are dependent on certain genres. Like, for example, in a mystery, in a murder mystery, there has to be a dead body. Like, that's an obligatory scene. You know, the scene where the detective finds the, the dead body and starts the investigation. So every type of, of story, a romance, an adventure, a thriller, a sci-fi, fantasy, etc., they have their set of obligatory scenes, which are pretty much scenes that we as readers or, or watchers of movies are expecting to see, whether consciously or subconsciously. And what I liked about Cam Wyland's response is that, aside from being in line with that, of uh, Sean Coyne's previous advice about the all is lost moment, um, she adds which I believe Sean does as well in his work, but she adds in, uh, this element of structure, pointing out the 75% mark of the book or the, the end of the second act and beginning of the third, being the point where in the story, the all is lost moment or the worst possible thing moment works best. Now, does that mean that every story ever in existence or every story that you ever work on or write you have to, you know, at exactly, you know, page 75 of 100 have to write the all is lost moment in that specific spot. No, but it kind of gives you a blueprint, which you can kind of sort of go by if you if you want to. And if not, then, you know, feel free to start your story off with the all is lost moment, you know, in the first chapter and work your way backwards from there. But, you know, I definitely heed the advice of writers that are. Uh, far more far more experienced than I am and break rules where you want to break them where you feel uh, don't fit in exactly with your specific style with your unique style but it gives you it gives you like a jump off point it gives you something to work with something to get the ball rolling and start things off so I found that helpful in also a more practical sense I realized that in 
my my story that I've shared with you guys uh, before in the past, I'm writing a novel. I gave myself a deadline of December 2017. Doesn't look like I'm going to hit that. I'm going to go over. But I realized that I don't, although I have uh, low points uh, for the character and, you know, high and high points as well um, for the cast of characters, the the main protagonist doesn't have his all his lost moment yet. And I realized that I hadn't written it yet. I knew I know what I wanted to be. I know what it's going to be. Um, but I hadn't, you know, just from like reading this tip, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that like element of the book. Which, by the way, segues, you know, perfectly into, perfectly out of the second act, which is like the whole middle of the book, uh, which is, which should belong to the villain in, you know, like a thriller type of story and sets it up to, for the climax, which is going to be like the ending of the book. It's kind of, think of like a roller coaster, like you hit rock bottom, go all the way down and then you triumph and go back up. Think of Rocky. And if you don't think of the, like the entire movie specifically, which does the same thing, but like a like a microcosm of the movie, like one of his fights where uh, he's he's you know doing good, he's holding his own, then he gets fucked up, and you think he's down and out, then he you know that's his rock bottom, then he comes out of it and and wins at the end. Or Neo in the Matrix, he's getting fucked up by Mister Smith, and uh, you think it's the end of him. He's not the one, and then he comes out of the funk and fucks up mr smith and lets the machine world know what's what so it's that type of thing so it's a nice segue out of the second act and into setting up like the first act so i see why the positioning of it of the lowest of that lowest moment uh works so well at uh the end of the the second act the beginning of the third so check that out and if you want to you can check out the Kim Wyland's uh, website, which I linked to in the episode notes. And you can also choose to sign up to her newsletter if you want, like, uh, small tips like that. This episode's writing tip comes from the New York book editors, nybookeditors.com. And um, I'll link to this specific PDF uh, in the episode notes in case you guys are interested, which you can find in the episode notes section of wherever you're listening to this, or go to my website at spuntoday.com forward slash podcast forward slash 093 for the episode number, or just go to spuntoday.com and click on the podcast tab. And there you'll find like all the episode notes and a bunch of information of, uh, each specific show. So this was a pretty informative and concise pdf that i stumbled upon and it's titled seven types of plot twists and it's interesting you know uh tools mechanisms that you can use within your writing some of which uh you probably already use i know i have uh but this puts a a nice little label on it and it gives you the seven different or seven different types of plot twists along with a sentence or two describing what each type is and i'm going to share it with you guys as a little takeaway some of them have like funky titles or names like like from their original latin or origin or whatever uh, so bear with me on the pronunciation so the first one is anagnorisis anagnorisis means discovery this type of plot twist is when the protagonist suddenly recognizes something about his or herself or another character. 
That's number one. Plot twist number two. Dos ex machina is Latin for God out of the machine. So I guess that's where the um the uh, title for the movie came from, Ex Machina, which is a really good movie about artificial intelligence and uh, this like being, this person created with AI or from AI or I don't know what the correct terminology would be, but it's a fucking robot with AI in it. So Latin for God out of the machine. Dos Ex Machina means the introduction of an unexpected event or person that solves the problem. Because it's artificial, it's rarely used in modern fiction. Plot twist number three. False protagonist. The main character is not the true main character. He or she is killed off early or unexpectedly. Plot twist number four. Peripatia. Peripatia? Peripatia? means a reversal of fortune, typically from good to bad. The opposite of peripatia is eucatastrophe. Yuka consalami. No, let me stop. Eucatastrophe. <laughs> Eucatrophe. Where things elevate from bad, very bad, to good. Plot twist number five. Poetic justice. Poetic justice occurs when a character is rewarded or punished for his or her actions. Poetic justice is often used to deliver sweet payback to a villain. Plot twist number seven. Red herring. The red herring plot twist is all about misdirection. The reader is following a false direction, but doesn't realize until it's revealed. And lastly, plot twists number seven. Unreliable narrator. The unreliable narrator is someone who seems believable and trustworthy at first, but after a startling revelation is revealed to be untruthful. And that is your today tip of the week in this episode. And again, the uh, PDF uh, link for this, which is from nybookeditors.com, will be in the episode notes. So this week's writing tip comes from Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is a best-selling author. He was the like uh, a protege and one of the, uh, I believe he was his research assistant to Robert Greene. And Robert Greene is the best-selling author of books like The 48 Laws of Power, Mastery, The 50th Law, etc. And Ryan Holiday has become a best-selling author in his own right. And I'm actually reading, currently reading one of his books called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumphs. I'll let you guys know my feedback on that and how that is once I finish with it. But I subscribed to Ryan's newsletter, and in one of them he shared an article that he put together. And that's what I want to share with you fine folks. Now, it's pretty dense isn't the right word uh because it's not like tough to get through dense um but it is it has a a lot of different examples in it and uh, screenshots or photos rather um of examples and i want you guys to take a look at it uh because my spark notes version definitely will not do it justice so i link to it in the episode notes of this episode, 
which you can check out below on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Or you can go on my website at uh, sponsoraid.com forward slash podcast forward slash 098. And that will be the page for this specific episode. And as always, every episode has the detailed notes and, you know, links to the music that I play and stuff like that on their individual pages. So check that out. He prefaces introducing this uh, note-taking system that he has or that he put together by stating that since he learned it about seven years ago, it totally transformed his process and drastically increased his creative output. And he also goes on to say that it's not, quote, his no-card system. It was taught to him by Robert Greene, which again was uh, his writing mentor and he was a research assistant too. And that Robert's system was uh, much neater, cleaner, much more orderly, you know, color-coded, numbered, etc. And he, Ryan Holiday, um, he pretty much took that system and made it his own. And he says his is a bit more sloppy and not as clean and orderly, but it definitely works for him. And his hope is that it helps spark our versions of you know something something to help with our own individual like creative outputs personally i like stuff like this i enjoy systems procedures orderly things in general and as you guys know i like um peeking behind the curtain and seeing the process of of others that can share their like wisdom and insight and stuff like that i feel that we definitely gain a lot and not only learn about others, but we learn about ourselves in the process. And he also says that the the system is very difficult to describe in like a linear in a linear way. So he kind of just like did a brain dump and like put everything out there. And there's like bullet points and photos of his uh, index card method, and, which is again why I recommend you guys check it out visually. All right, so here's my like a small little breakdown of it. So basically, he has a shitload of index cards, four by six index cards. And he writes anything and everything on these index cards. When he is doing research for a book, for example, and, you know, he's reading other books, you know, textbooks and just historical reference materials, you know, biographies, autobiographies, stuff like that, he'll write notes for example like in the margins of these books and then go back and put each of the notes into index cards and he said he can you know a book that's not that he didn't get like too much from he could have like two or three index cards for the entire book Uh, but a book where he gets a lot from it he can create you know 20 to 30 index cards and this helps you know highlight and and have like a shorthand reminder of you know, things that stood out and resonated with them. And these are things that when you cite them in your book, you have you have them readily available. And when you're putting together a like narrative in, in your head of a book, for example, you know, you have a lot of things like swirling around and sometimes you forget shit. And not sometimes, all the time you forget shit. And you have to like relook stuff up and, you know, just imagine how many things like fall through the cracks. That you forget, that you leave it all together just because you forgot. And he 
somebody posed a question of why not just like do it on the kindle you know on the kindle you can um or an ibook you know you can highlight the text and you know write notes like embedded notes and stuff like that and he says that it's the digital is even though it's efficient it's too fast it's too quick so kind of um the process of actually you know doing like the physical writing makes him like go over the material again as he's writing it which helps it resonate there's something to the physicality of it that works better for him again you know maybe for you you like that like this idea of like breaking down a book into index cards in whatever way but you rather try it like digitally you know give it give that a shot um what else let's see so he does index cards like it for like project specific things like i just said but for example i'll read you guys a couple of examples from he says here for instance as i was preparing for my my next book the obstacle is the way which is the book that i told you guys i'm reading right now i filled out thousands of these cards for ideas and concepts that i wanted to include in the book some examples were one card for example had don't be the slave of circumstance another one was gaiman the japanese word for endurance like that was a that was a an index card like he'll write down like quotes and stuff like that um another one was ulysses ulysses s grant incident at matthew brady's studio where glass fell on him and he didn't move also where he ran toward the explosion at city point see simpson's bio then he has other next cards like set in specific categories he has one called life which he says is pretty much just like advice for himself that he's pretty much like telling himself and then another one on strategies he says from his section of strategy cards he has quotes like it's better to see once than hear a hundred times that was a gorbachev that said that Uh, another one uh, you may not be afraid to have your hand cut off but your body will suffer john d rockefeller and he explains that let's say when he's writing a book and he you know comes across something or rather when he's writing and needs some you know morbid life related content he'll you know pull out his cards and read politeness is to the human nature what warmth is to wax schopenhauer page 77 and get himself like in that mind state and or even like use that quote and cite it etc i know personally something that I do that I would say is similar, definitely not the same, but similar is when I read a book, a physical book, I highlight stuff. And then I take those things, those highlighted things, and I'll like physically write down the highlighted portion in a notebook and then free write based on that quote or thought or concept, idea, etc. And I've shared a bunch of those with you guys in the past and if you're interested, you can check them out at uh, sponsorday.com forward slash free writing. But I think that's why this type of of strategy, this type of system kind of sort of spoke to me. I like that idea of, you know, like being able to pull out the gems from a book. I like the idea of being able to say, oh, you know, these 10, 15 cards are ideas that resonated most with me from the war of art. And it's kind of like a quick reference that you went through the trouble of like physically creating 
which helps it again resonate etc anyway i feel like i'm beating a dead horse and not doing it justice so check out this system of ryan holiday's or ryan holiday's version of create your own version of and yeah check it out it's in the episode notes it's called the note card system the key for remembering organizing and using everything you read now let's go on to the writing tip that i have for you guys which is like i said from ryan holiday the writer and it's from the thought catalog site it's entitled don't fake it till you make it do this instead and he wrote the post on may 1st 2018 and i linked to it in the episode notes so you guys can read the full article it's a short article but the tidbit that resonated most with me i'm going to read to you guys it's from a small paragraph here ryan writes i want my bio to understate my accomplishments the sales figures i use or the stats i mention in my writing are going to be conservatively proven rather than optimistically expressed. When I edit my writing, I actually try to go back through and soften certainty and intensity because that's more honest, even if slightly less compelling. The sentiment of that, I guess, uh, resonates with me. I feel that I have a similar uh, personality in terms of, you know, rounding down when it comes to, you know, like personal shit and um like boastfulness and stuff like that whereas for you know for better or worse going the other way and and optimistically expressing one's goals and and things like that accomplishments and whatnot is part of the self-promotion game and by self-promotion i mean you know anything that you are doing within entertainment whether it be you know writing or acting or singing or or podcasting even, you know, it's a, they're interestingly individual pursuits in the sense of when you're writing, it's just you, you and a pen and a piece of paper. It's your thoughts. When you're podcasting in the, at least the format that I podcast, uh, for the most part, when, you know, I'm not like interviewing a guest or something like that, it's, you know, me right now sitting down alone with my thoughts, reflecting, contemplating, thinking, and recording it to share it with i would i would hope at least seven billion people on the planet (laughs) you know what i mean like i would want everybody and anybody to to listen to this but at the same time it's a a solitary pursuit so it's it's kind of like a weird medium like that as well as writing is as well and i feel the same way about that so when you're in any of those spaces it it's just a matter of how you what vibes more most with your personality and how you're able to finesse it. If you're the gregarious, you know, boastful type that can't sell more from doing it that way, you know, by all means do you. And if you're not and find that that sort of thing rubs you the wrong way, this or not necessarily rubs you the wrong way, but doesn't sit well with you. doesn't mix well with you. This excerpt that I shared with you guys from Ryan Holiday's article is another way to go about it. And that's coming from a very successful New York Times bestselling author that lives off of his writing. All right, so the writing tip that I want to share with you guys during this episode is one that I read on rockyourwriting.com. 
And the title of the post, which I will link to in the episode notes, is how to figure out your book's genre. Now, it's something that seems, or at least to me, from the outside looking in, seemed nonsensical. It's like, come on, how do you not know what genre you're writing in? But from the experience, going through the experience of writing my first novel, working title, Fractal, release date, TBD, I realized how much overlap there actually is and how many different genres there actually are. My book is definitely more, as you know, as I learned the definitions of each genre, is definitely more of a thriller, but it has some elements of action-adventure, has some elements of fantasy, it has some elements of sci-fi, so, so your genre is not as on the nose as I once thought that it would be. And as a writer, it's definitely important to know what genre you're writing in, to know what genre to categorize your book as once you put it out there, once you self-publish. You know, if you don't have a publisher or an agent telling you, uh, doing that stuff for you and telling you what genre your book is in. And you want to make sure you get that right so that you market it properly. And also, if you categorize something as a romance novel, but it's really a fantasy novel, you're going to get shit reviews because... When you go deeper into each genre, each genre has its own separate conventions and readers of said genre have expectations based on the genre that they're reading. You know, I don't want to pick up an action adventure book and have it turn out to be an erotica novel. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Chicka chicka bow wow. Let me stop. All right. So I just want to read you guys a a quick excerpt that breaks down a few different genres uh, along with a like a one-liner description of what the genre is but I definitely encourage you guys to read the the full post which again is linked in the episode notes and encourage you guys that are writers or anybody who's just uh, interested in how to peek behind the curtain and see how the sausage is made to Take a look and see what makes a specific genre that specific genre. All right, so first up is action-adventure. And these are stories including epic journeys, lots of conflict, high stakes, and some violence. Erotica, stories of sexual exploration. Fantasy, stories usually involving magic, other worlds, mythological, mystical figures. Horror, stories that invoke fear. Literary fiction, stories with a focus on the quality of the prose over the narrative arc. Mystery, stories that involve solving a crime, usually a murder. Thriller suspense, stories of high tension that can involve either action or mystery. Romance, stories about love, intimacy. Sci-fi. Stories usually involving technology, aliens, science-related alternative worlds. Westerns. Stories taking place in America's, quote, Old West, and often the focus on justice. Westerns are interesting, by the way. When you when you look uh, deeper into them, they can, for example, you can have a Western that takes place in the future. And that is because of the story's focus on justice and good triumphing over evil, etc., so you can have a fantasy western 
for example and you know different genres you know overlap with each other and you can have a action adventure mystery or a romantic thriller suspense novel you know and last but not least on this list is women's fiction which are stories about women experiencing emotional growth primary emotion hope so i thought that was a good concise list on the topic of uh, picking the correct genre for your book and like i said check out the full post in the episode notes it goes into a, a lot more detail especially if you're a writer it will be of help to you and there you go folks i hope you gained some knowledge from the gems dropped not by me but through me as a vessel by those amazing writers and creators that took the time to pull back the curtain and let us peek into their writing process. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at spun today and let me know which one of those writing tips was your favorite. As I stated in the intro, links to each of those writing tips will be found in the episode notes of this show, as well as on the dedicated webpage for the show, which is spuntoday.com forward slash podcast forward slash 160 that's the number 160 now i want you to take a minute and listen to some tunes vibe out with me and then you can listen to a myriad of ways that you can help support this independently produced podcast peace Niggas be thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree. My IQ is average, there's a young lady out there, she way smarter than me. I scrolled through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers, she mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at my niggas, she mad at our ignorance, she wear her heart on the sleeve. She mad at the celebrities, low key I be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism, so when I see something that's valid, I listen, but shit, it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me. She strike me as somebody blessed enough to grow up in conscious environment with parents that know about the struggle for liberation. And in turn they provide her with a perspective and awareness of the system And a fairness that afflicts them and the clearest Understanding of what we gotta do to get free And the frustration that feels the worst seems to come from the fact that most people don't see Just cause you woke and I'm not, that shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me How you gon' leave when you attacking the very same niggas that really do need The shit that you saying instead of conveying you holier Come help us get her to speed, shit it's a reason It took like 200 years for our answers is just to get free These shackles be locking the mental way more than the physical I look at freedom like trees, can't grow up for us like overnight Hit the ghetto and slowly start planting your seeds Fuck is the point of you preaching your message to those that already believe what you believe I'm on some fucking retweet, most people are sheep You got all the answers but how you gon' reach If I can make one more suggestion respectfully I would say it's more effective to treat People like children, understanding the time and love and patience that's needed to grow This change is inevitable but ain't none of us seen this before Therefore we just gotta learn everything as we go I struggle with thoughts on the daily, feel like a slave That somehow to save, the no coins to buy his way up out of slavery Think it just maybe, in my pursuit to make life so much better for me and my babies I done betrayed the very same people that look at me like I'm some kind of a hero Because of the zeros that's next to the but look here, I promise I'm not who you think Ran into this nigga outside of the store yesterday He said something that had me like, wait He was like, cold, appreciate what you been doing My nigga, that's real, but damn Why I feel faker than snow on the bluff Or maybe cause deep down I know I ain't doing enough Hey folks, Tony here And I hope you're enjoying the show As much as I enjoy putting it together for you If you'd like to support I'd really appreciate it, and we'll give you a one-stop shop of sorts on how to do so. If you can make your way 
over to spuntoday.com forward slash support, you'll find a bunch of different ways where you can do just that. There you'll find an Amazon banner similar to the other banners found throughout my website that you can click on and will take you to Amazon where you can do your shopping like you normally do. This will not cost you anything extra and Amazon will pay me a percentage just for driving traffic to their website. It's a great way to help support the show financially without actually having to come out of pocket. At sponsorday.com forward slash support, you'll also find links to my Patreon and Kofi pages. Patreon and Kofi are two similar websites where you can set up reoccurring donations for the show. If you want to donate a dollar per month, a dollar per episode, a hundred dollars per episode, whatever you like, you can check out either one of those two services there. There's actually also a Patreon video that's kind of like a little tutorial explanation video of how Patreon actually works. Also at spuntoday.com forward slash support, you'll find a direct donation button where you, you can donate by way of PayPal. You'll find a link to Apple Music, which works similar to the Amazon banner. You can click on it. It'll take you to Apple's website where you can do your purchasing like you normally do. And again, it does not cost you anything extra, but I will get paid a percentage just for driving traffic to their website. And you'll also find links to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. This is where you can get Spun Today related merch. And you'll find things like these cool premium t-shirts that have uh, writing related things on them that I put together myself. I'm definitely not a clothing designer by any stretch of the imagination, but I put together things that I wanted to see and, and uh, wear myself. A couple of my favorites are the one that says writing is life and another one that says write need every day and it has like a puff of smoke looking design right behind uh, those words. You'll also find a sponsored a coffee mug and a really cool color changing mug that's related to my debut novel Fractal. It's completely black and when it gets hot when you put it in coffee or tea it starts changing to white and it also exposes the cover art for my novel fractal it's pretty dope so definitely check all that stuff out which again you can find by going to sponsory.com forward slash support and of course do not forget to follow me on all of your social media at sponsory on twitter at sponsory on instagram subscribe to the sponsory youtube channel where you can find clips and excerpts from the podcast along with other cool content like the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash spun today also don't forget to check out all the free shit that I have on my website as well go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and there you're going to find dozens and dozens and dozens of free writing pieces that you can check out for motivation and inspiration and just some general food for thought. You can check out some of my photography at spuntoday.com forward slash photography. Feel free to take any of those pictures and use them as you wish. I set it up so that you can like copy and download the photos. And my short stories are available at spuntoday.com 
forward slash short stories. And last but certainly not least, my pride and joy corner, spuntoday.com forward slash books. Here you will find my published books, which you find folks can find links to purchase them on Amazon, whether you want hard copies or digital uh, Kindle copies. That's the spot for you. Thank you very much for being a Spun Today listener. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy.